Hello everyone, thank you for listening and watching. Once again, the Football Betting Podcast, I'm your host Tom Pipkin, joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. And we've got an exciting show as ever lined up for you today, a little bit different. We're going to go through the Premier League as usual, the Championship as usual, and we've got the FA Cup first round to sink our teeth into as well. So, uh, exciting show ahead, Tom. Nice to have something a little bit different and talk about a few teams we don't usually talk about. Yeah, researching uh, South Shields, Chelmsford, uh, Farnborough. It's, it's been an interesting afternoon for me, I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're going to focus on outsiders for the FA Cup section, just have a bit of fun with it. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to that. Obviously, you got the uh, top two tiers of domestic league play to go through first. And, and no Saturday lunchtime kickoff. So no early kickoff curses. Yeah, um, we are as ever sponsored by our friends at matchbook.com. You can bag yourself a £30 money back as a free bet offer using the sign up code TFB podcast uh, at the registration stage. Um, but yeah, other than that, we're going to go through our treble at the end of the show as usual. We'll hammer Doncaster a bit for costing, or well, costing, We'll hammer Gillingham a bit for costing last yeah, week's treble. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gillingham got the curse last week, unfortunately. But apart from that, pretty much normal service. So we'll dive straight in to the Premier League, shall we, Tom? We've got four three o'clock games to sink our teeth into. And it starts with Leeds against Bournemouth. 1.8 for Leeds, 4.0 for the draw and 4.9 for Bournemouth. Um, any strong fancies for you in this one? Um... I mean, no, strong, strong, strong fancy, no, um, but a little fancy, I think Leeds. Um, I mean, the stats don't really back it up all too well, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, home record hasn't been great. Obviously got that win over Liverpool, fortunate goal to get, um, get themselves going. Of course, that's not going to happen every single week, but I feel like that might give them a little bit of momentum. I mean, the the win over Chelsea was obviously followed by some poor form. So I'm hoping this time it's going to be followed by some decent form. I just think Bournemouth have, have fallen off, Tom. Obviously, Gary O'Neill got off to a good start, but it's been three defeats in a row and just one win in the last six now. Uh, showed signs against Tottenham. Maybe unlucky to, to lose that one, but realistically, I, I don't see too many signs from them in all honesty yeah um, I agree I, I, I back Leeds if I had to but I think the price is a little bit short for them as well you know I know they got that good win last weekend but not ready to trust them at that price just yet um, we'll move on to Man City against Fulham then 1.16 for City understandably very short 10.5 for the draw and 22.0 for Fulham um, and it'll be a real surprise if uh, Anybody other than Man City won this fairly comfortably, I think. You know, City at home, we speak about it every time they're at home on the pod and how good their record is, how they score so many goals. Um, it's been a long time since they scored less than three goals at home in the Premier League. If we just isolate this season's games, um, they scored three goals once, four goals three times and six goals twice. So, absolutely hammering whoever comes to the Etihad. I see no different for Fulham this weekend. Um, and the thing is, people have clocked on now to the fact that Man City scored so many goals and the prices are tanked as a result. Uh, what I'd be looking at is Man City in over 3.5 and that's still only 1.92. That's insane. So, yeah. Um, then Man City in over 4.5, it does jump to 2.7. But yeah, that the three point five level is where I'd be most comfortable. But yeah, the price isn't fantastic. Yeah, I mean we've got to give Fulham some credit this season. That they've obviously started off really, really well, uh, but they do have the fourth worst defense in the league. Um, so yeah, it looks like they they might be in a spot above her. Um, I can't find anything of value, to be honest with you, in this game, mate. Uh, don't fancy Fulham to get anything and. Everything City-related is, is way too short for me. Fair enough. Right, let's go to Forest against Brentford then. Jurids, 
2.88 for Forest to win, 3.45 for the draw, and 2.7 for Brentford. And do you have any faith for us? Any hope at all come this Saturday well, that we could get three points? Yes. Yes, I do. Three points, not 100%, but I can't see us losing. I think a draw is probably nailed on for this, and obviously we don't usually tip draws. Uh, but we've got two teams here, both who have won one in their last six. Uh, Brentford obviously uh, started off better this season than Forest have, but that draw against Wolves uh, really sticks out. Uh, obviously, they got absolutely battered by Villa. I think Forest are playing Brentford at a good time. Um, obviously, before that, the the nil nil with Chelsea, uh, pretty much a nothing game, and and a victory over Brighton is is going back a little far where. Uh, Brentford were playing some of their better stuff. And I don't think the 5-0 for Forest needs reading into too much. I think, you know, the the team and the club and the manager will never, ever admit this. They're just not uh, tuned that way. But I think they genuinely went to, far, went to Arsenal to try and get a result. But I think, you know, in the back of their mind, they know that the next two games for Forest, who uh, is Brentford and then... Um, remind me, Tom. Pa- uh, Palace, Palace. Yeah. So yeah, Brentford then Palace in the league sandwich with that farcical um, Carabao Cup game against Tottenham. But yeah, I think they're eyeing those two before the uh, World Cup break, of course. So yeah, I think this game is going to have a, a thorough game plan. I think Steve Cooper will have the boys right up for it. Taywan. Our knee expected start up front again. He's got one of the best XG conversion rates in the league, in the top five. He's not the most technical, but he's always in the right spot. And Tom, you just informed me that a certain Brentford talisman is going to be missing this weekend. Yeah, certainly will help Forest cause, won't it? Ivan Tony suspended after getting five yellow cards. Um, so yeah, he'll be sitting out this one. So yeah, I, I certainly think We've got enough about us, like you say, to get at least a draw. 1.56 is the price. Um, I'm obviously biased. I'd, I'm definitely going to have a punt on Forrest at 2.88 on the nose because I do think, like you say, we've got Brentford at a good time. And the key thing for me is that we sweep last week weekend's result under the rug and just carry on as we were prior to the Arsenal game because we were looking solid, looking much improved and... Last weekend, albeit against a very, very good side, felt like a couple of steps back. And I'm sure the City Ground crowd will be bang up for this, acting as the 12th man as ever. And uh, yeah, can't wait to be there, be a part of it, and hopefully see us get three points. But certainly, Forrest on the double chance is what we'd say for this particular game. Um, Finally then for the three o'clock, we've got Wolves against Brighton. 3.65 for Wolves. 3.5 3.5 for the draw and 2.24 for Brighton. Now, Brighton obviously got a fantastic win against Chelsea last weekend. 4-1, wasn't it? Um, 2.24 mm-hmm. for them to win away at Wolves side, who are still struggling. Um, I, I'm i not like stick your mortgage on it, all in on it, anything like that. But if I had to pick between the two sides, I'd certainly pick, for, pick Brighton after that Chelsea result. Um, Wolves, I, I'm just not hot on whatsoever in any shape or form, especially whilst they're still in a kind of limbo stage, whilst they await a proper permanent manager in charge. Um, yeah, Brighton for me at, at 2.24, but it's not like a massively strong one. I, I'm i massive on it, to be honest with you. I'm yeah. I'm pretty big. Yeah, pretty big on Brighton. Uh, yeah, did weren't getting the results, of course, and that Chelsea result, as you said, Tom, has made people kind of sit up a little bit and go, oh, okay, so Brighton have arrived. I actually think Brighton arrived, I know I said a couple of weeks ago, I felt like they dropped off in that Liverpool performance, but in the last few, particularly that Forest game, really unlucky in the last couple, just knocking at the door and, and the ball just not going in to be honest with you, and and I don't see anything wrong with the performances at all. I don't think it will be too long before Brighton are are back at their kind of swashbuckling best, and I'll make a little prediction. I think they might score more under De Zerbe than they did Potter in the end. I'm not sure about the other end. Maybe they'll concede a few, but that's the Brighton side, and and on the Wolves side, I just want to get against them. 
in every capacity. I don't care who they play against, what's going on. You know, they are sleepwalking to uh, the championship. I think it was an absolute nightmare of a decision to not recruit a manager. And I think that's what happens when the agent who does all of your recruiting doesn't have, you know, a, a client to push forward immediately. You know, it means you, you don't have any plan for yourself and it means that you, you end up, you know, appointing the youth team coach to take over up until the World Cup. And yeah, I think it's absolutely farcical and I want to get against them in every uh, shape or form. So I am big on Brighton, um, 2-3-0 for me, 2.24. Yes, please. Cool. Uh, and then finally, 5.30 on Saturday, we've got Everton against Leicester, 2.52 for Everton, 3.45 for the draw and 3.15 for Leicester. Um, I was looking at this one and both teams have scored in six of the last seven meetings between the two sides. So that could potentially be an angle uh, that you might want to look down. But I find it quite hard to pick on the nose. Um, if I if you put a gun to my head, I'd say Everton. Um you know, Leicester, let's not forget, they have been very poor away from home in the Premier League this season. Although, yes, they've been much improved um, recently, you know, in the last kind of three or four matches. But, yeah, aside from the most recent 4-0 win against Wolves, and you've just panned Wolves, you know, they lost the five, five previous away games in the league, um, conceding at least two goals in every single game. So they're poor travellers. And as for Everton, they've had a, a decent enough home record so far this season. Um, they've only lost two games at home out of six. Those two losses were to Chelsea and Manchester United. So, you know, a team in Everton's position and, and of their quality, I can forgive them a couple of losses to some of the better sides in the division. Uh, everyone else they've, they've at least drawn with, and that includes Liverpool, uh, West Ham and Palace. So... They've beaten and drawn with some decent teams so far this season at home. And let's not forget their home form formed the uh, the backbone of their survival push towards the back end of last season as well. Um, so if I had to go for any side here, it would be Everton at 2.52. But it, again, it's not a massively, uh, not a massively strong one. Yeah, I didn't know where to go. Uh, you're, you're exactly right. I was going to... Uh, batter Wolves again actually and mention that Leicester's only win has, has come against uh, a hapless Wolves team. I mean 9 of 13 of Leicester's games have gone over 2.5 and 9 of 13 of Everton's games have gone under 2.5 so it's hard to you know differentiate who's going to win, who's going to you know keep clean sheets, who's going to score goals. I just think this is a classic leave it alone. Fair enough. Uh, up next then on Sunday, we are started with Chelsea against Arsenal. Chelsea priced at 2.68, 3.55 for the draw and 2.84 for Arsenal. Um, how do you see this one going? It's going to be good. <laughs> That's the first thing I'll say. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this will be good. Listen, I, I'm i in love with Arsenal this season. I absolutely am. I am absolutely purring <laughs> for them. I, I love watching them play. Like I'm enjoying watching Arsenal more than the Man City this season for sure. Maybe it's because I expect it from Man City. Maybe they're a victim of their own success. But the the reason I want to back Arsenal over Chelsea is goals. Arsenal have scored almost double the amount of goals that Chelsea have scored this season. Yes, of course, you know, Arsenal have had all season with Arteta and Potter's just got started, but that's the fact of the matter. Um, Chelsea scored 17 in the league. Arsenal scored 30. I just back Arsenal's firepower. Um, nine of the 12 games Arsenal played in, gone over 2.5. And most of those uh, in the opposition's net, you know, they've got so many threats. Jesus, Martinelli, Odegaard, Saka, you know, Xhaka's even got three in 12. Reese Nelson came out of nowhere. I mean, he's not going to play um, against uh, Chelsea here, but he came off the bench against Forest, scored two. I, I kind of forgot he was even a thing. They just have so many threats. They got the best away record in the league as well. 13 points yielded from six games. Uh, and in terms of defence as well, third best defence in the league, uh, 11 
conceded in 12. Uh, bearing in mind, Newcastle, who are top, have conceded uh, 10 in 13. So Arsenal not too far off that um, threshold. I, I just don't see why I'm ready to, to back Chelsea, who are still trying to identify themselves. And basically, they're trying to emulate what Arsenal have done, which is long-term vision, uh, you know, to a point recruitment with a strategic plan with a manager who they believe in, given time to mount, you know, whatever title challenge. We'll see if that happens, but certainly a top four uh, finish that's nailed on now for Arsenal. And Chelsea are at the beginnings of that and Arsenal way further along the line. So I'm going to have a little, little uh, flutter on Arsenal, I think. Yeah, it wouldn't entirely surprise me if Arsenal won. I I like both teams to score as a more sure bet, um, if there is such a thing. 1.76 is the price for both teams to score. Um, Chelsea at home in the league have played five games. They've kept they've only kept one clean sheet, and that was against you probably guessed it, Wolves. Um yeah, Wolves yeah. really getting a bit of a a pacing on the pod today, but um, yeah, yeah, no surprise the, that toothless wolves. <laughs> wolves fans have turned off hundred percent. They've gone. <laughs> I can't blame them, um, but yeah, against every other side they've they faced at Stamford Bridge, they have conceded. I expect, like you say, I expect Arsenal to score, um, but yeah, I, I think Chelsea will get on the score sheet themselves as well because Arsenal haven't been fantastic away from home. You know, they've they've been. They've been all right, but they've been far. You know, their, their Emirates form, for example, is far, far, far more convincing than their away form has been so far this season. Um, I think it'd be a score draw, personally, but um, I take your points about Arsenal, and it, it wouldn't surprise me if they did win. Yeah, I'm on board with score draw as well. Um, but yeah, just have a sneaky feeling that that Arsenal are a lot better than Chelsea in their current guile. Let's look at the next game then. So Villa against Manchester United, 3.7 for Villa, 3.7 as well for the draw and 2.14 for Manchester United. Now, last week on the pod, I think I said that it was going to be Emery's first game. I was very wrong. It wasn't. This is apparently going to be his first game. So uh, do you see any new manager bounce um, that he might bring to the table? Because Villa have been poor. They got panned again last weekend. Um, and Manchester United have been very good. Yeah, I fancy United for sure. Um, yeah, they've been really good. And again, kind of like the Arsenal comment, just a bit more watered down. Uh, lots of goal threats. Um, so really like that about United. So the one thing that with Villa, um, and this is obviously complete guesswork on, on my part, but I, I see Emery more as a one-off game kind of manager. I'd trust Emery to have a game plan for a two-legged semi-final, uh, you know, a, a one-off final. Maybe they've got to win a certain game to qualify for, I don't know, Europe maybe in one of his previous... Do you know what I mean? Like, I see yeah. him as someone who has a great game plan for those big matches that are one-off chess games. So maybe his first game, he would have had a full week to prepare... He wants to get everything kind of. Um, he wants to get everything off to a good start. He's used to being the small fish, going up against the big fish, and when he's the big fish, aka Arsenal or PSG, it doesn't seem to work out as well. So maybe I could see Villa having a real game plan here and kind of sticking it to United. But saying all that, I think United will have too much. Um, maybe we'll see Unai pull off some tricks in the cup competitions. But uh, yeah, I think it'll make it difficult for United ultimately to get the three points. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what, if you if you can pick some teams on the nose, especially in those two games we've talked about, you, you definitely win some money. You know, yeah. Chelsea 2.66, Arsenal 2.84, Villa 3.7, Man U even at 2.14. So if you can pick a double that, you know, out of the results from that, you know, it's... Uh, It'll be fairly tasty. Quids in. Yeah. Um, moving into Southampton against Newcastle then. 4.24 Southampton for the win. 
3.85 for the draw and 1.95 for Newcastle. Um, fairly short favourites, as you'd expect, considering their uh, excellent form at the moment. And it would surprise me if they didn't get another win to continue their uh, Champions League push in this particular game. No, they've played five games away from home in the... Sorry, no, that's wrong. They've played six games so far in the league away from home. Uh, they've only lost one, and that was very late on to Liverpool 2-1. Other than that, pretty much very impressive. Um, put four past Fulham. Craven Cottages hasn't been the easiest place for teams to go this season. Beat Tottenham last weekend. Um, not last weekend. Beat Tottenham about, what, 10 days or so ago. 2-1 away. And we spoke about how good Tottenham's record at home was. Um Drew away at Old Trafford and we spoke about how good Manchester United's home record is um, and and drew away at Brighton. Brighton started the season very well, let's not forget. So, yeah, considering that they've got some very solid away results so far this season, firing on all cylinders, full of confidence against the Saints side, have got one win in their last seven games in the league. Um, I expect Newcastle to get another three points here and it to be fairly comfortable. Yep. Nothing to add, totally aligned. Cool. Well, West Ham against Palace then is the last two o'clock game. Uh, 2.0 for West Ham, 3.6 for the draw and 4.4 for Crystal Palace. Um, And let's not focus on result here, Tom, because we've got some right stats for both teams to score. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I've got written down. So maybe I'll uh, put myself on mute and just let you take it away. But the, the thing is, the price for both teams to score is 1.96. So just a touch under evens. And this fixture has had 10 consecutive games, both teams to score. You know, I like my stats. And yeah. if I ever, when I'm doing my research, see historically 10 consecutive games, a thing has happened. You're damn straight. I'm backing it again for an 11th <laughs> consecutive game. We go with the wheel. You know, <laughs> um, so 1.96, considering that there's been some damn entertaining games between these two sides in recent years, I thought was a really good price. Um, it's been 16 consecutive games since Palace last kept a clean sheet uh, against West Ham. Uh, 10 consecutive games since West Ham last, last kept a clean sheet against Crystal Palace. So, um Yeah. I, I, no, nothing else to say other than I think it'll be a both teams and I love the price <laughs> yeah yeah I, I totally agree um, Palace again so many goal threats uh, that seems to be my theme on this pod three of the last six uh, all both teams to score and then in terms of West Ham uh, it's three out of the last seven in all comps have been both teams to score so uh, the, the Palace and West Ham dynamic in the last few games Tom it's 50-50, uh, pretty much nailed on there. So, yeah, in terms of the historics, that backs it up and it's something I had wrote down 100%. Right. And finally then, to round up the Premier League, we've got Tottenham against Liverpool, 3.35 for Spurs at home. They're the outsiders in this one. 3.8 for the draw and 2.24 for Liverpool. Um, anything that you like the look of here? Yeah, Tottenham. Absolutely. Liverpool haven't Big won away from home in the league. Zero. Played five. This is Liverpool's away record. Play five, won zero, drew two, lost three, scored five, conceded eight. So their away mm. record is horrendous. They've got the fourth, well, it's yeah. the joint worst away record in the league, but I'm kind of skewing it to suit my argument. They've played two games less. But in the current standings, these are the teams who have got a better away record than Liverpool. Brentford, Leicester, Palace, Leeds, West Ham, Bournemouth, Southampton, Everton, Fulham, Brighton, Newcastle, Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Man City and Arsenal. They are only better away from home in terms of games played because, remember, everyone's level on points than Wolves, Villa and Forest. And there's there's a huge problem away from home. We saw it in the Champions League as well. I I think that 
for Tottenham backers, that late goal at Marseille for Spurs is, is absolutely beautiful because that just gives you that extra little step to go and back Tottenham because they've not been great recently. Let's let's not pretend that Tottenham are, are through the weeds. You know, they could come crashing down here. But, you know, back-to-back wins now, that Bournemouth game and the Marseille game, they, you really had to grind for both of those away from home, right? And I can just see this going one way if Liverpool continue to play the way that they've been playing. Now, the one thing I will say about Liverpool, Darwin Nunes, I'm still trying to work out how good he is, but I know one thing for sure, he's incredibly dangerous in so many ways. So he does scare me a little bit as a Tottenham backer, but yeah, I'm going for uh, I'm going for Spurs all day. Yeah, it's a great price, isn't it, for Spurs on the nose? Um, I I'm I'm going to throw another market out there which we very rarely use, and it's the halftime full time market. Mm. Um, I'm going to put out there at eight point zero. Half-time draw, full-time Tottenham win. Okay. So the game to be a draw at half-time and then Tottenham to be winning at full-time. Um, mainly because Spurs, in the most recent games at least, seem to be starting so slow. And it only seems to be in the second half when they actually come out and start to play well and then get the goals and then turn games around um, and get themselves back into back into things. So... That's my thinking. Um, again, they may start a bit slower um, against the Liverpool side, who on their day could could certainly come to this, come to Tottenham and win. But yeah, I, I think Tottenham may start slow again. Get to half time, Conte will put a rocket up everybody again, and then they'll come out firing <laughs> in the second half and uh, and score a couple of goals and win the game. Well, I'll clip that up on social media when it comes in, mate. <laughs> lovely stuff right okay that is the end of the premier league let's just touch on our sponsors at matchbook very briefly and then we'll go into the championship and the fa cup first round yeah absolutely so we are delighted to be partnered with matchbook uh, a company who have been absolutely great to us share the same kind of visions and share the same kind of principles that we do it's a it's a great match for us and we're delighted to be able to bring you a sign-up offer if you're a new account, uh, so you can get a £30 money back as a free bet offer when you open an account. So let's say you want to back something a little fruit, maybe that Tottenham game, you want to back Tottenham, but you're a bit nervous. If you open an account with Matchbook and you then back Tottenham and they lose, instead of losing the money, you'll get that back as a free bet and then you can reinvest that into something else uh, that you fancy. So TFB podcast is the promo code you're going to need. So that's the football betting podcast, TFB podcast. So make sure you sign up today, support the pod, support Matchbook and uh, bag yourself uh, a little safety net for the weekend. Yeah, please do check that out. Um, let's go to the championship then. And I don't know about you, but I found it a tough old week in the champ. It's not yeah, the most yeah. friendly for betting at the moment. Um couple of standouts, though. I'm, I'm going to dive in quickly and get one in um, that I like the look of. And I know you like this one as well. Blackburn Rovers at home to Huddersfield Town. 1.82 is the price for Blackburn. This is second in the league. Uh, that's Blackburn. They're on 33 points, five points off Burnley, who are top. Huddersfield rock bottom at the moment. Um, after 17 games played, they've got 15 points. Adrift by five points at the moment. So, um yeah, just Blackburn, I am i don't know, I feel like I don't really know about, know as much as I should about Blackburn. Um, I feel like I'm constantly waiting for them to drop down a little bit, but they keep churning out wins, especially at Ewood Park. They've won five of the last five, so five consecutive wins at Ewood Park. Um, throughout the season altogether, they've played nine at Ewood Park in the league. They've won seven. So won seven, lost two of their nine home games. Um, that's what's propelled them really up to second in the league. And at 1.82 to beat bottom of the league, Huddersfield, I think it's a good price. And I could see them getting a sixth win in a row because Huddersfield 
struggling. They've not won a single game away from home all season long. Uh, they've conceded at least two goals in every game away from home, aside from one that was the most recent one against Middlesbrough. So, yeah, you've got a Blackburn side scoring plenty of goals, winning plenty of games at home against Huddersfield, who really struggle at the moment on the road. So, um, yeah, Blackburn win for me here. 100%. 100%. Blackburn, just a very all-or-nothing team. Not a single draw uh, this season. And, uh, yeah, I fully expect them to continue what I see as an unlikely uh, charge towards the Premier League. But we will see what mm. happens. Um, let's talk about Millwall, Tom. Um Price will be available on Matchbook near a kickoff, but we do fancy them to get a win over Hull City. Now, Hull, Tom, I remember the start of the season, there was a lot of excitement about Hull. And there tends to be a lot of excitement when a club signs a lot of players. But they're now down in 21st, so that's the final safety spot in the championship with the bottom three getting relegated, of course. And they're separated from Wigan with just a point. They, they're all over the place at the minute. They're still under Andy Dawson. Uh, there's rumours that Liam Rossini is going to come in. Um, but I, mm-hmm. as far as I know, Tom, that hasn't been announced right now. Uh, the pod's expected to go out on Thursday morning. So even if he's appointed Thursday morning, what, that gives him two days training and then they're in against Millwall, who have one of the best home records in the entire league. They're actually in uh, joint second right now. They're a point behind Burnley, but they've played a game less at home. So uh, very feasible that we could be talking about the best home team in the entire league this season. And yeah, Hull, just an absolute car crash at the moment. Worst defence in the league, Tom, by seven goals. By seven goals. So Mm. just to give you context... These are the gaps between everybody. So we got Preston on 15, Birmingham on 15, 16, 18, 18, 19, 19, 19, 20, 20. Then we've got one, two, three teams on 21, two teams on 23. Then we've got four teams on 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 35. So it's a huge, huge difference. That's the biggest difference position-wise in the entire championship is 23rd to 24th. They ship goals like you wouldn't believe. And, you know, Millwall, a lot of good threats, of course, always from set pieces, naturally. We all know that. But Zion Fleming um, got a bit of a long-range shooter to kind of take that burden from uh, Jed Wallace, obviously, who left for for West Brom, really hot on Millwall. I think this will be a comfortable victory for them as uh, Hull continue to search for the answers. Yeah, and um, that leads into my only other thing I fancy, aside from the two we've read in the Championship, that's Swansea at home to Wigan because Wigan, another team, searching for answers, struggling, shocking form. Um, They've lost seven of the last eight league games and... uh, what I'd say is, even though they were losing prior to the last couple of games, at least they were kind of scoring a few goals here and there. Now the goal scenes have dried up as well, especially in the most recent games. So they're losing and not scoring now, which is uh, not good at all. It's seen them slide down the league. They're in 22nd. Um, and they go away to a Swansea side who, whilst they haven't been overall in the greatest of form recently, lost a couple of away matches or not won a couple of away matches, They've won four in a row at the Liberty Stadium, um, scoring at least two goals in those last four games as well. So uh, 3-0, 2-1, 3-2 and 2-0 are their most recent four results at home. They'll be very confident in making that a fifth win in a row against the Wigan side who aren't really threatening to get any wins at the moment whatsoever, really struggling for form. Um, So at 1.91 for Swansea, I could see them get another three points here. Very much similar to, to Blackburn against Huddersfield. You've got a very strong home side against a uh, a weak struggling away side here. Yeah, don't mean to shortchange championship fans, but Tom Swansea was the one uh, I had left on my list. So 
it looks like we're done with the second tier after just three games, uh, to be honest with you. So <laughs> uh, time to have a bit of fun and change up the pod a little bit, which is nice, and move into the FA Cup first round. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, I've just got outsiders. Um, so I'm going to get us kicked off with a bit of a bang. Um, South Shields against Forest Green Ooh. Rovers. South Shields at home. Uh, we've got... So obviously I'm going to give everyone a bit of context where these teams are because I'm completely aware that not everyone knows where where everyone is in the world. So this is uh, fifth in the Northern Premier Division. Um, they are playing against Forest Green Rovers, who are 23rd in League One. South Shields, Tom, they've won the last three home games and they've not lost in 10 at home. I think it's just prime. What we're looking for here with Outsiders, we're looking for a favourite who's limping in the African plains. You know what I mean? And Forest Green are limping. They're winless in five away from home. They've got the third worst away record in the entire league. They clearly don't fancy playing uh, on the road. And, And in terms of the last eight games um, in League One, they've been the worst team in the league. So South Shields licking their lips, right? They've got, obviously, the whole crowd all whipped up. The town's ready. And they can smell blood because that's exactly what you want as an underdog. You don't want to be playing against a team that's won six in a row. Obviously, I know that's completely obvious. But you know what I mean? Especially in this underdog kind of spirit, it gives you that extra belief when you're playing against a team who, like I said, are just not fancying it away from home at the moment. Yeah. Um, I always think that there's a reason that these kind of games are picked for free-to-air television in the Mm. UK. So this one's on BBC One. So free-to-air, it's not on Sky Sports or anything like that. So, you know, everybody can watch this game at 12 o'clock on Saturday. And I think it fits all that criteria, like you say. It's a team that's far down the pyramid, so it's interesting to feature them. But also, people want to see an upset. This game, I believe, has been chosen, one, because South Shields are far down the pyramid, but two, because I feel like there's a big upset factor. And that's what people want to see. Um, Like you say, Forest Green struggling. And South Shields could put it off at a big price. Um, I like that one, to get us kicked off with the upsets in in the first round. Mm. Um, Are we... Are we are we going to do Saturday um, and then move to Sunday, or are we jumping? I I've, I have my upsets are not in any order at all. Right. So so you do whatever you want. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to Sunday, um, and we're gonna look at Woking at home to Oxford. Um, Woking are a, you're woking the, me, aren't you? Yeah, Woking expected to be a big price this weekend. Um, no bigger price than South Shields if you go by um, what the general market price is. Um, but yeah, they're a team who are doing pretty well in the National League. Uh, they're in fifth. They've got one of the best home records in the league. They've played played nine at home, have woken. They've won six of them. Um, so they've got a pretty decent record there. Um, and Oxford, I don't really understand. I struggle with Oxford because... One minute it feels like they're struggling and Carl Robinson is potentially on the verge of the sack. Then they get a decent win. Then they go back to struggling a little bit. Then they get another couple of decent results. So a bit all over the place, to be honest. And um, I think they're going away to a really solid National League side here. And at the price, I think there could definitely be an upset and Woking could could cause a shock. Because there's 100%. 100 million percent going to be some big upsets where we're going to see some of these lower, lower league sides knock out football league sides. And this, for me, has all the hallmarks of a tough, tough game for Oxford. Yeah, I I don't normally back many singles uh, on the weekend when I'm, you know, spreading my uh, bets around. But you can guarantee I'm going to be backing almost every single one of these in in a single in some capacity. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I like it, Tom. AFC Fylde is my next one. And I kind of really want Fylde to win because it, they're playing against Gillingham, who costs a treble on the weekend. So, yeah, not very happy with them. Fylde seventh in the National League North. Gillingham 20th in League Two. Gillingham two points above the bottom of the league. They are two points away from being the worst team in the EFL. Talk about limping gazelles in the African plains. That Gillingham are absolutely prime. Fylde, sorry, have not lost in the last eight at home. Gills have not won in four, and Gills haven't won any of their last eight away games. Now, one of the stats, Tom, uh, which is going to make our both teams to score tip last week look horrendous, but that's not why we picked it, of course. It was because of Doncaster's horrendous clean sheet record. But Gillingham are the lowest scorers in the EFL. They have scored, and I'm not joking, they've scored six goals in 16 matches. Six. Mm-hmm. It's, it's bad. I mean, the, the next worst team has 12, which, you know, we've all done, you know, we've all done junior school math, which is double. It's it's insane, and their XG and all that kind of stuff, and their patterns of play, and you know they're not getting unlucky. They're not hitting the woodwork fifteen times. They just can't attack. They just can't attack. Um, over the last eight games, Gillingham have got the second worst uh, record in League Two as well. This is also absolutely prime. Yeah, I like the sound of that one. Um, my next one, again, Sunday, Torquay at home to Derby. I'm, I'm not going to tip Torquay out for the win here. Um, they're bottom of the National League. They're, they're really struggling, to be fair. Derby mm. will probably win this game. But I do think it will be both teams to score. Um, and it's always nice when you can get a both teams to score. And it's a nice bit of a bigger price because we're used to both teams to score, of course, being under evens. But... Um, Expect this one to be kind of around the 2.2, 2.3 range. Um, yeah, Torquay, and it's mainly the Torquay factor in this because they've had some crackingly entertaining games recently. Um, so just their last four games, they've had a 1-0, but they have had a 4-4, a 4-0, and a 6-1. So, so they're conceding goals, but they're also scoring plenty because like... They lost 4-0 to Notts County. Then the next week, they win 6-1 against Aldershot. So, yes, the bottom of the National League. But, you know, the goals are flying in at both ends, usually, in Torquay matches. And I expect them definitely to lose to Derby this weekend. But it seems like, and I obviously don't know an awful lot about Torquay, but it seems like they are capable of, uh, of hitting the back of the net. And they'll be high on confidence after scoring six last weekend, I'm sure. Yeah. Derby not exactly uh, flying at the moment, are they? They're um, kind of limping under Paul Warren a bit as they yeah. try and figure out what's going on there. So, yeah. i tell you what, Tom, I had to research this one hard because it's not got an EFL team in it. Um, we've got <laughs> Barnet, Barnet against Chelmsford. So we got 10th Ooh. in the National League in Barnet against 4th in the National League South. So, obviously, Chelmsford looking to get promoted to Barnet's division. Um, Barnet have got the worst defence in the league. I, didn't, I don't know how often it is a team in 10th has the worst, worst defence in the league, but they do. They've conceded 38 goals this season in 17 games. Clearly, huge issues at the back. And Chelmsford, they've won four of the last five and they're unbeaten away. All season. So, an unbeaten team, all season away from home, absolutely no fear against a defence that is prime for shipping goals. It's not the strongest one, but I will be having a little flutter on Chelmsford because, I mean, those two together make a nice little recipe, I reckon. Yep. I like like the sound of that one as well. Um, we've got some good tips, I think, in this section. I'm yeah, liking I this. It. This so is why, I, like, I feel like these FA Cup 
early round pods, some of my favourite pods of the year, because mm. <laughs> one, we're picking out all the outsiders and we get to feature a lot of teams that we don't usually talk about. Um, yeah. yeah, I love it. Love it. Uh, I'm going to go for an all-league two affair for my next one. And it's uh, it's Stockport against Swindon. And I, I saw the price for, for Swindon to win and I thought I have to read it out. Do I think Swindon will beat Stockport this weekend? They've got a chance. They've got more of a chance, I believe, than the odds say they have. Um, you know, Swindon are over four to one to win this game. You know, it's it's. It, it, I I see these two sides as as much more equals than than that suggests. Um, Swindon have got a draw away at Stockport already this season. They scored five away at Mansfield last weekend in League Two. Prior to that, they drew away at Bradford. So they're going away to some decent sides in League Two and and getting wins. Uh, never mind just draws. So. Yeah, considering Swindon fifth in, in League Two, Stockport 14th in League Two. Yes, Stockport's form has picked up recently. Um, they're not conceding too many goals. I just think Swindon have got a good chance of winning this game. Um, far better than 4-1 to one suggests. Would this be 4-1 to one if it was a league game? I don't understand. Absolutely not. Surely not. Yeah. Don't understand. It feels yeah. like a trap, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had a look at that, Tom, and, and I didn't really understand it. Um, so I didn't read it out. But I'm glad that you did some digging and, and had a look at it because, yeah, it just didn't make sense to me. Uh, I'm going to look, Tom, at Sutton against Farnborough. So 17th in League Two against 17th in the National League South. This is this is all on Sutton. This is all on Sutton. They are in a tailspin. They are probably limping the most, I would say, out of every single one of these gazelles that I've read out. I think these have got the biggest limp. They're the worst team in League Two over the last eight games. So remember, you know, I spoke about how bad Gillingham were. Obviously, Colchester and Hartlepool really struggling. Struggling, sorry. Rochdale have been bad. Harrogate have been bad. None of them have been as bad as Sutton over the last eight games. And Farnborough, you know, they've not last lost in the last six or any of the last five away. So there is a little bit of form there. Uh, I just think, you know, that's all you need is just, you know, haven't lost in any of the last five away from home against, you know, a team who, you know, in their last eight games have been the worst out of 24 other teams with just five points yielded. You know, I think that's all you need when you're an underdog, just that little, that little chink of hope. Um, so, yeah, I'll be back in uh, uh, Farnsborough as well. Cool. I like it. Uh, no more really from me. Um, have you got anything else you want to share? Or No, no, no. I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, completely agree. Um, right. In that case, uh, let's do the treble from last weekend and bring you this week's treble. Yeah, just hit the post again, didn't we? Um, I feel like we we are Brighton. You know, I feel like we the patterns of play, the thought process, is absolutely unbelievable. It's just not going in the back of the net at the moment because we got Danny Welbeck up front. <laughs> so. I feel like eventually it's going to drop and we're going to hit, you know, six and seven trebles in a row. But until then, we're going to be blaming Gillingham, who let us down here. We had both teams to score treble, Coventry, Blackpool, 2-1. Wimbledon, Harrogate, that was comfortable, 3-2. And then Donny, Gillingham. Donny, no clean sheet in, what did you say, Tom, 16? I think, yeah, 16. Consecutive yeah. games without a clean sheet for Doncaster across all competitions. I think, yeah. I think I read out. Yeah, and Gillingham just couldn't get it done. They lost one nil, and I'm glad they lost one nil. Hope they go down. Yeah, I <laughs> they actually deserve it, but that's a that's a conversation for another time. Um, 
So for this week's treble, we are going to go for the following three things. So we're going to go for um, Blackburn to beat Huddersfield, Swansea to beat Wigan, and Forest on the double chance, so either Forest win or draw against Brentford. And uh, that pays 4.92 for those three results. That would be lovely, that. So, yeah, uh, as ever, this is just a little bit of fun, what me and Tom fancy. Hopefully you guys can come up with your own bets and maybe you want to use some of our tips. But uh, yeah, please also be responsible for your own bets. Tom, shall we navigate over to fancy football briefly? If we have yeah, to. Let's have a look. Um, green arrows, mate. Green arrows this week, which was nice. <laughs> Very yeah. rare change. <laughs> yeah, it was lovely. Honestly, I, I went up in... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six of my eight leagues that I'm in. And obviously that includes right. the football betting podcast league. So I was happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, I went to up to the dizzy heights of 220th in the podcast league. Ooh, and 267th. So, uh, yeah. Ooh, we're going to get those leads. <laughs> <laughs> How many people are in the league now? I'm I'm scrolling and it just keeps going 318 so nice just for context we are bad but there are worse we have a run down the top 10 shall we Um, we do have a new leader spoiler alert Um, Danny Whiteman in 10th then Pat Ravenhall David Arias Neil McCloy Phil Basley Andrew Burley Sammy Walton Michael Tomlinson Dan Pinsker the long time leader is now in second and one point ahead, Daniel O'Reilly with McSauce's army. So, uh, hmm. yeah, shaking up a bit at the top. Yes, yes. It's been a while since we've had uh, Dan off the top. So it's just one point that separates Dan and Dan. So uh, we've got a bit of a title race on our hands. You can still join our fancy league if you'd like to. Uh, you can get at us on Twitter for the league code. So our Twitter handle is T underscore FB podcast. Join in on midweek Twitter tips, a general weekend discussion around bets, um, stats, insight. There's, there's a whole host of stuff on there. And it's a great time to follow because the World Cup is coming up and we've got some stuff bubbling in the background. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you enjoyed the show, guys, please give us a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And like Tom says, get in touch on social media. Send us in any bets that you've got on for the weekend and any winners that you get come, uh, come what, 5pm on Saturday. And fingers crossed that the curse breaks this weekend. But yeah, other than that, thank you for listening. We'll be back same time next week and see you then.